This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hello, everybody. It is David Gammon here, one of the pastors at East Coast Christian Center. Normally, you would have myself and Pastor Dan jumping into a chapter of Scripture and having some fun, just talking about what God has breathed, what the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit has breathed on our hearts. Uh, It's normally just the one chapter, and we have a good time with it. We read it the night before, then we come to our Merritt Island location where we have a recording studio, and we, we just put it we put it in all the different forms that it comes in, podcast, radio, you know, carrier pigeon, and, and all the other sorts. We do our best to get it out to the people. And it's I love it. It's, a per, it's part of my Thursday personal time with God and uh, getting the pressing into the Word of God. But this morning's a little bit different. It's myself here with our sound engineer, our our star of production on all levels, the audio master. I believe that uh, Nick Clementson is, is his <laughs> real name, you yeah. know. You know, who knows what his stage name is when he's DJing at the clubs. Nope. Remixing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, so he's not doing that, but he definitely is serving on all capacities here at the church with between uh, the youth and the mezzanine and and pressing in and, and the apprenticeship program and, man, recording Morning Breath. He is actually the guy behind the scenes that you often hear Pastor Dan and myself kind of having fun with, but he's actually the one bringing us to life and putting everything that we say in a digital format and out to the world. So how are you doing, Nick? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm, I, uh, I feel blessed being on the being able to do this with you, it's always nerve wracking, but, um, you know, God's, God's breathing in this, this show and it's, uh, just a blessing to be a part of it. It really is. I think the last time that we did this together, you wound up having like one of the hardest chapters in the old Testament. <laughs> I think it was something in Isaiah or it was, it, it was not, we're, yeah. we're in Acts 28 today. Yeah. All right. Story form kind of, uh, it's a, it's a history book, you know, yeah. some people call it like an adventure book in the Bible, whatever. Um, so it should be a lot, a lot more just natural, which is a natural looking into scripture and be able to look into our lives and just kind of apply it. So talk about applying this to our lives. Will you tell everybody how that they can jump in and, and get connected with Morning Breath? Heck yeah. So um, biggest thing is we've got our East Coast app and uh, ecc.us is our website. You can also get info, events, past sermons, and um, all of our Morning Breath episodes. Um, you can also find East Coast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube has all of our sermons. That's another place you can get all of our sermons. Um, but Facebook and Instagram is where we push um, pretty much anything we're trying to communicate with you guys and just fun posts um, of what's coming up in some of our sermons and, and stuff like that. You can also call 321-452-1060, um, and we can email you or just regular mail uh, you and uh, give you more information about East Coast if you want to do it that way. Come on. Well, I'll tell you what. We... um. We have a lot going on at the church that we are just trying to stay connected with the community and stay connected together as a church. Some incredible things. So following us on social media will keep you up to speed. Getting the yeah. app will keep you up to speed. Also, too, if you ha- you are a family member are in need, we've had food drops. We have our food pantry. We've done a ton of outreaches. We've done outreaches to the hospitals, to the uh, grocery store workers. We've done it to – we've done one for – um, the school system, the for schools, local schools here, uh, Viera and for um, Saturn Elementary. So we want to encourage you, follow us on social media, get the app, 
Check out our, our website. Stay plugged in what we're doing. And, and so if you need help, we can get you help. And if you know someone that needs help, we can get them help as well. So, man, not only a good resource for the Word of God, but also just a good resource for your Christian walk and, and to help be a blessing for yourself and for other people. So, man, I tell you what, we have like 30-so verses here. Uh, Acts chapter 28. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty excited. Nick is actually going to start. What what version of scripture are you reading? NLT. NLT. I'm yeah. doing uh, New King James. Nice. And I tell you what, the closing chapter of the book of Acts. Is it really? It is. Wow. It is. Some people say that we are Acts 29, chapter 29. Oh. Because um, the book ends abruptly. So I tell you what, Nick, without further ado, I say to you, oh, read, sir. All right, verse 1. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, A murder, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead, but when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him, and laying his hand on him, he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors, and when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. It was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island, an Alexandrian ship with two twin gods as as its figurehead. Our first stop was Syracuse where we stayed three days. From there, we sailed across Regium. A day later, a south wind began blowing, so the following day we sailed up coast, up the coast to Putileo, where we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the Forum on the Appian Way. Others joined us at the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. When we arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. And it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. So when they had come together, he said to them, Men and brethren, though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, wanted to let me go, because there was no cause for putting me to death. But when the Jews spoke against me, I I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I had anything of which to accuse my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have called for you to see you and speak with you, because for the hope of Israel I am bound with chains. Then they said to him, We neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren who came reported or spoken any evil of you. But we desire to hear from you what you think. For concerning the sect, we know that is spoken against everywhere. So when they had, when, so when they had had appointed him a day, many came to him, 
at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets, from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken, and some some disbelieved. So when they did not agree amongst themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah, the prophet, to our fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I heal, so that I heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had a great dispute amongst themselves. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God, teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no one forbidding him. Amen. Amen. Man, what a crazy uh, chapter there. Yeah. I uh, I really, I'll jump in this first, Nick, and, and just, I love how Paul is just, he's a man of his word. He's a man of action. He's a person that, that steps into things full force. And one thing that really jumped out to me is in the beginning when it said that we're coming out of a shipwreck right now, coming in a, um, and, and 27, he's on a, a ship. It, it winds up um, getting destroyed in a storm, and so it winds up getting washed up on shore and then bitten by a snake. But it actually says, when the heat came up, the snake came out. And there is not more of a true statement when it comes to our lives that when the heat comes up, Boy, those snakes come out. You know, when money starts getting tight around the place, when when things start getting um, heavy and, and dramatic or things start getting uh, tense, you start seeing the snakes come out. You start seeing people act differently. You start seeing the inner character, the real character of people whenever. And I, I've, I've seen it in the church and out of the church. When things start getting... For real. Well, let me put this perspective. And I know I mentioned the money before, but... Even too, if a job opening comes up at your employment or a job opportunity, not just a, a maybe a new position, but uh, something cool, maybe a cool project coming up, and they have to pick one person. Mm. Well, all of a sudden, everybody's snake-like opinion starts coming out yep. with that venom. And honestly, often, way too often, it is just like a snake. It's laying in the grass where no one can see it. It's the side conversations of... Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Oh, talking about that promotion or talking about that opportunity or maybe there's a single person that's available and is looking to date and, you know, maybe there might be some, like, romance going on there. That might be an opportunity that's in that, that fits this description. Then that person, that side conversation starts their little venom snake conversation because the heat's up now. It's for real. Oh, yeah, John's a good person, but, uh, yeah, you know about John's issue. Oh, yeah, Stacy's really good, but, you know... Only if it's just Stacy could, you know, you know. Oh yeah, you know, Kyle's a good guy, but we should really. And here's why I hate what Christians do. This annoys me so bad. Oh yeah, this person's a good person, but you know what? We should really pray for them in this area. And you're really just throwing their dirty laundry out. Mm-hmm. You're really just kind of like poisoning. And Paul, Paul was like, man, that snake bit him, and he was like, he shrugged it off because he knew who he is in Christ. 
what the word says over him and the assignment he was on. And often too, when I, when the heat gets turned up and decisions have to be get made, big important decisions, and the snakes start coming out and they start looking to bite with their venomous words, often it helps me to identify who's decided to take the low road in situations. So for me, I don't I don't usually let them get to my heart, but I know, oh, okay, okay, you're not really doing things the way like God honors. And um, I'm I'm not gonna let this kill me. I'm not going to let this kill the project we're working on. I'm not going to let this kill my family. I'm not going to let this do the death that that poison will do if you let these types of snakes kind of bite in your life. If this very obscure analogy makes sense, which yeah. you know. So, how does the world bite you? You're you're 20 years old. How 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 does the world bite you? Like what what areas do you struggle? Cuz often we sit here usually with a 65, 66-year-old guy and me at 40. Where 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 you where we woke up for instance, walking this COVID-19, my wife and I were were at a wedding, right? And we're at a wedding, we're celebrating, and we instantly just became school teacher, principal, pastor, dad, mother, all in one moment. And it's like, wow, life just bit. Life just struck us. How are we going to deal with this? How do you feel like, man, what, what's some areas that 20-year-olds experience that kind of, man, life change, hard change, hard news that goes on? Yeah, I would say um, inside of especially ministry, when um, we feel a calling towards something that can be taken by someone else or given to someone else, that's definitely something that's like, oh, okay. Like I would feel the heat coming on when um, a job position is given to someone else instead of uh, something that I was expecting to, to go into or something that I've been waiting for or wanting or believing for. And so I would say that a job opportunity being given to someone else is definitely like a um, – it, could, it, it, it definitely will bring up the fire inside of me to maybe try to like because it's it's fight or flight kind of a thing, I feel like. And and when something like that happens, my instinct would be I want I still want that. I still believe um, for that. And so I might, you know, let the fire come out, let the snake come out. Absolutely. And, and I love here that when he gets shipwrecked here, and I know there's much more to this chapter, and it says, The natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome. And because of the rain that was falling, because of the cold. So it was a bad element. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks is when the snake bit. And I want to encourage everybody out there, if someone else gets the job, if someone else maybe I, I don't know, starts dating someone and, and you're like, wow, I, I kind of wish I had somebody in my life. Instead of being that person that is is grumbling and naysaying and going down the negative road, especially when it comes to maybe losing an opportunity, if you just change your mindset to Paul's, I like to say this. This is a clear picture of what a man or woman of God needs to be doing in tough times. If someone is helping you, you help them help you. Yeah. All right. You are not a dead dog. All right. You're in a dark place. I get it. But you're not dead. You are not uh, uh, just a something people need to baby you now. You have the inward dwelling of the Holy Spirit. God himself has deemed you worthy enough to go to the cross for. He has deemed you worthy enough to pay the highest price for you. Put his Holy Spirit inside of you. Put your name in the Lamb's book of life to give you a spiritual gift, to give you anointing, to give you a calling. You are far from helpless. And Paul knew that. That's why when the snake bit him, he shook it off. That's also why when he got shipwrecked, he saw someone helping him. 
He said, if you're going to help me stay alive, I'm going to help you help me stay alive. If you have an addiction and you have a family member that is doing everything they can to get you to AA, to get you to church, to get you help, you help them. You don't like that they're rude. They don't like that you have an addiction, all right? Help them help you. You don't like the way they speak to you. You don't like this. You got to die to yourself on some levels and help people that are helping you in seasons. I went through a very tough season in my life, an incredibly tough season. No money, nothing. And if it wasn't for people helping me, and I, this actually was a portion of Scripture that um, was shown to me very early on, and by applying that to my life, what we see happen to Paul, Paul happened to me. People wanted to help me more because they saw that there was a good return on their money. Mm-hmm. They said, wow, you know, we helped this guy. He turned around. And believe it or not, my, my being, I, I was grateful and I was responsive. That's all, that's all I really did. Okay, is I thanked people for helping me, and then I capitalized on it. You know, um, Pastor Dan blessed me one time. I mean, we're talking like 15 years ago. Uh, Pastor Dave Ellis blessed me one time about 15 years ago. I capitalized on those blessings and turned them into a college degree. Okay, so be grateful. Help people that are helping you. I would lead small groups before I was ever a pastor. Literally, I would look at my week and I would I would plot out how I would get the gospel out. I would serve in the youth, uh, would do identity or youth ministry, would do a, a Bible study on another night, would go to the university another night, would go to mezzanine another night, would go to church service on Sunday morning, and I would stay pressed in with what God was doing. But we never can ever let the mindset in us that we are powerless, that we are defeated, and people just need to pour into us. When someone pours into you, capitalize on that and make the most of it and make sure you're super grateful for for what they've done. What else stood out to you? Yeah, transitioning over to verse 19, it says, but when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar. Uh, Biggest thing is the world is going to try to sway you and your beliefs. And um, the biggest thing is that you need to stand firm in what you believe because there's always going to be someone with an opinion that's you know, not yours or what you actually believe in, but knowing what, uh, who you are in Christ and, mm, and all good. that is, it's, it just pushed through that. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really big. Dude, I love that. What you just said, I love that you said knowing who you are in Christ, because if you just took Paul in this one chapter, if you just took how they tried to define him, he'd be all over the radar. Mm-hmm. You'd be you'd be a cartoon character. Yeah. That's that's what the that's what the world is. They're a bunch of cartoon characters, and I mean that with love and grace. Yeah. All right. But when they try and define you, they're they're a cartoon character. They're they're silly. They're animated. They're adorable. Yeah. All right. They go from Paul is a prisoner to Paul is a murderer to Paul should be. Oh, wait, excuse me, prisoner to should be dead. They're watching. Mm-hmm. They're like, why isn't he bloated up and dying now? Yeah. Oh. Well, he's a murderer. He should, you know. Oh, he's not dead. He's a god. Yeah. Oh, he's you know. They don't know how to define him. They couldn't put him in a box. Why? Because he's living the way God called him to live. The world can't put you in a box. The Bible even says, like he quotes Isaiah, he says, there's going to be unbelievers that are going to see but not really see. They're going to hear but not understand. And you have to understand that things of the Spirit are not understood by things of the natural. And that does correlate to things done by the Holy Spirit are not understood by people that live in the natural. I don't care if they've gone to church for 30 years in their life. If they're not familiar with the Holy Spirit and how He moves, they're not going to understand you. 
And on, honestly, even going back to it, that pertains to the world as well. They don't know how to define you because they didn't make you. And that's why our validation can never come from the world. And it really shouldn't come from other people. That's a big thing to say, hey, you shouldn't be validating other people because I'm a words of affirmation kind of guy. I love when people affirm me through words. Um, it's my number one love language. So it's hard to say that, but in all honesty, at the end of the day, your validation has to come through how God sees you and how God feels about you and what his word says about you. Because if you put your validation and your identity on what other people have to say, guess what? You're going to become a cartoon character. Yeah. You're constantly going to be chasing validation from different people instead of being focused on what God has called you to. Yeah, and you'll end up hurting yourself and mm. others, those that are around you, if, you, if you're just leaning on what the world says that you should be doing or, or believing or saying. Come on. I mean, like one thing being a, a pastor, a husband and a father, that is probably one of the most important things that we need to grab hold of, whether you're a, a man or a woman, is that my faith is consistent. Now, my joy is not always consistent. <laughs> um, my emotions are rarely consistent. Yeah. But my faith is, I try to keep that steady like a bell, that that the same man that you're sitting with today, Nick, is the same man and belief that you'll see on Sunday nights at 7 when I'm preaching, um, when, we, when we're finally able to go back to our platforms. Uh, it's the same man you see inside the YouTube videos that I make and the same man that my, my wife sees, my, my kids see, that I'm not, obviously I'm a different, they have a different perspective. Right. But I'm not a different man. Yeah. Where, you know, I'm one person on the platform and a whole nother person when I go home. Right. And that's how you create a healthy culture. And that's who Paul is here. And that's why he's able to be like, hey, whether I'm shipwrecked or I'm standing before the Roman governor or the, the Roman rulers or if I'm standing before the Pharisees, I love that Rome goes, hey, for the record, we haven't heard anything bad about you. You know, it's like Paul's ready to be like, hey, you know, I, I know you know some bad stuff, but he had a confidence to mm -hmm. him. And in that confidence, he was able to speak to confident people. Oftentimes, we're intimidated to share our faith because the world is more confident in their godless structure than you are confident in your God, the creator. Yeah. And when the two collide, you know, your knees are shaking and you're terrified. But Paul was more confident in his God than they were in their world. So he could look them right in the eye and say, hey, let's talk Yeah, and have confidence to him. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Moments, they matter. Moments, they matter. Oh, yeah. 
Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Morning Breath. All right. Well, we are back. And I, I want to just kind of close on these last moments here, a perspective thought of Acts 28 as we close out this book of Acts that Paul, when he was imprisoned, when he was going through this, when he was on house arrest, that he was actually still able to preach the gospel. He was still able to reach out and make a difference. And I love that Paul was not shackled to Rome, Rome was shackled to Paul. And when that happened, he started winning people over for Jesus and in the environment that he was in. And I want to encourage you, the environment that you are in, that God is using you and God can use you and God has not overlooked you. And in that dark place, believe it or not, God's looking to shine a light through you. And that's something that Paul did that was incredible, that he, um, he also would look at them and say, you know what? He knew the law. He knew the law of Moses, and he knew that had been fulfilled. The law and the prophets had been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So he knew the opportunity to get the word of God and Jesus to the Gentiles, the godless, the people that were in a bad place. And that's what fired him up. And today you have that opportunity to, to take God to people that need him the most, Man, let's capitalize on that. Let's not look at the situations that we're in, but let's look at who we're called to and who sent us. And that is so powerful. And what we're inspired by as believers. So I tell you what, man, Nick, has been great having you on the yeah. program. And uh, see you guys. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.